Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Brave Worship, episode 27. You're listening to the Brave Worship podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Okay, I can't believe we're on episode 27 already. Um, I have a special guest with me today and a friend of mine, good friend of mine, um, Amanda Blankenship. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you for having me, Chrissy. Yes, I'm so glad you're here this week. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us first just a little bit about you and what you do? Okay, well, um, I'm a worship pastor and a songwriter. I'm married to Bob Blinkenship. He is an amazing looking man. He looks like a Scotsman <laughs> with his big beard. His beard is like his image right now. Um, and I have two kids. Um, Noah is 12 and Maddie is 10. Mm-hmm. And they are just my world. They are so much fun. And they're all so supportive of mom and what she does. So mm. Very blessed. So you are a leader, you're a worship leader, um, and you're also a songwriter, but you also do lots of events um, in your community, right? Yeah, we have a team of women. um, We're calling ourselves Now Ministries, Mm -hmm. Night of Worship. And we travel around and just do nights of worship for ladies um, wherever somebody calls us to go. And it's a full band of women, singers of women. We try and do AV too, so if we can, Uh um, just to kind of represent and have a night where we can just focus solely on just being together and the communion of being together mm-hmm. and worshiping together. And that's, I, I love that because you're not necessarily just doing this in your own church, but you're literally going out into your, your community mm-hmm. and you're partnering with these other worship leaders and instrumentalists. And yeah. Um, and it can be a challenge at times, but we feel like it's worth it. So we'll mm-hmm. go in and say, Hey, um, you know, what ladies do you have on your team? Mm-hmm. What role do they play? And would they want to be part of something? Cause our goal is always to inspire them to do the same. Yeah. So we want to come and do it, but we want to leave knowing that they're like, Oh, we could do this ourselves. Like yeah. we could continue this. And, um, we've just seen a lot of blessing from it. A lot of people being healed and just hearts being healed and yeah. lives being changed through it. It's been really great. That's a great idea. I mean, it's awesome. It's, um, it's something that I think other worship leaders could even implement in their communities, you know, sure, yeah. as part of community building. Well, it's really nice, too, to just have worship leaders coming together. A lot of times we just stay kind of stuck mm-hmm. in our, our own congregations, our own thing, and don't realize all the support that really is just around us that yes. we haven't tapped into. Yeah. Um, and we've also just seen by inviting other denominations, other things in together, that we kind of get a, a fuller picture of who God is when we're joining with like, what are some of your favorite songs? What are our favorite songs? Mm-hmm. Pulling that together and just saying, Hey, do you love Jesus? And you, you want to worship <laughs> Jesus? Like, okay, well, let's get together. That's all and it takes. That. Yeah. That's that. all it takes. Yeah. 
Well, it's awesome. It's tearing walls down, you know? Yeah, it is. And there's there's a lot of freedom in it too. We've never found it to be a stressful event. Hmm. Um, even, even when rehearsal sometimes is like a little bit like, Oh boy, we're not sure, (laughs) (laughs) but it's never been stressful. It's always been just like, let's just come in and worship and just be who, who we are Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, love one another. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I met you through the brave worship conference, I think, right? Is that the first time I met you? I think so. I I mean, we had probably seen each other at like Kingdom Songs Uh or something like that. But as far as like meeting and yes, was brave. Yeah. And you heard about us through Facebook, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. (laughs) Yay, Facebook. And that was, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Facebook. That was a year and a half ago, I guess, or it'll be two years ago. 2016. Yep. The fall. The conference was, yeah. Yeah. Um, So a lot has happened in the last 18 months. Yes. Um, so you came to Scotland with us. I did. You're part of the Scotland team. Mm-hmm. Um, and since that, we've launched this new sort of phase of brave, brave worship, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. But of the new phase, you're heading up our blogging team. Yes. Do you want to talk just a minute about that? Oh, yeah. We have a team of about 16 or 17 people that mm-hmm. are writing. And we just started last week putting out our first one and it'll be a weekly thing that we post on mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram and on our website. But it's just been really, I, I love the opportunity that anytime I get to give people a voice and like yes. let them use their voice and their <clears throat> gifts or talents. And so getting to read these is even a blessing. Like I've only got to read through two and they're so good. Mm-hmm. Just hearing their hearts and knowing that what God gives us is something that we should share with others to help. And so this is giving them a platform to have their stories be heard and help it to inspire and encourage somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our main goal is always to point people back to being brave Yeah, um, for God, whatever it is that he's asking them to do to just Mm -hmm. step into that. So I'm excited to see um, how many people are helped through that and reach through it. But um, yeah. Yeah, that first one was... You did a great job with the layout and yeah, if well, you see beautiful imagery <laughs> or quotes on Facebook or Instagram, that's all Amanda coming through these days. I'll tell you what, there's lots so. of great content coming in. I mean, <laughs> Lonnie was the one who wrote the blog and it was just yeah, so beautiful. She did a great so, job. You mm-hmm. know, we just have so much great content. It's easy to work with. Yeah. And it just really feels like the Lord's doing something right now it is. Um, yeah, with Brave. Like hearing even the same... Um, God's saying the same thing to so many of us mm-hmm. and it's coming through in their stories and yes, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should mention our next quarterly event is April 13th. Yeah. Um, Gateway Church Franklin doors open at six 30 and the event will start at seven, but you'll be there as well. Right. Yes. You're coming for that one, but we've got girls coming in. You're bringing in a, a group. Yeah. Well, we have. We have a couple that are going to drive, yeah, from Ohio. Yeah. And come down for the weekend. So, yeah, we have a little brave community up in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> it's spreading. It is. <laughs> but this week, you came down for our songwriter mentorship mm-hmm. yeah. program. Um, so, we had a beautiful day actually in this room yesterday with, mm-hmm. I guess there were 13 of us girls all together. And one boy, we let in Daniel, (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Doss. Um, But yeah, yesterday was our third 
um, third class that we've done. And I think there are going to be eight of them, but, um, but it's been really fun just to watch what happens when we're intentionally building community. Mm -hmm. Um, and even, you know, we are learning about songwriting. We're learning about just different aspects of the heart as it relates to songwriting. Um, but meanwhile, kind of underneath it all, we are building a foundation of community Mm -hmm. and, um, that's actually what we talked about yesterday Yeah, was community. So um, it's been interesting. You and I have had several conversations about this whole, like um, the, this whole topic, but specifically how women you feel like right now are being sort of put in a certain place and then for a certain purpose. Can you share like just a little bit about that conversation that we've had? Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like, um, there's definitely a felt need for community, mm-hmm. especially among women. And I'm sure we feel that because we are women and we can sense that from each other. But, um, cause we even sense it in Ohio, our, our brave community in Ohio, and yeah. what we're doing with the worship nights, just sensing, um, a need for getting together and just hmm. being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like God is calling women together. To like gather together, to have this community together because I think he has great purposes for us. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like we're doing in the songwriting mentorship, though, I feel like we're coming together for this community, but first we're working on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's things of healing in our hearts that needs to happen and mm-hmm. um, finding our true identity mm-hmm. and Christ and him alone. Yeah. And those kind of things that, um, I've really appreciated through the songwriting mentorship, even Mm -hmm. just sensing like that's where your heart is Mm -hmm. and what you're wanting to do and inspire ladies to do too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And I think it's really cool what you talked about before. And I might be going off topic just a little bit, but um, how it feels like this time right now, like women are being called together in a way that it's sort of like um, a restorative thing. Mm Mm-hmm. For women, because there have been a lot of hurts in the past um, between genders going both ways um, and how beautiful it is that the Lord can restore. But yeah, it's for the purpose of bringing back together. Yeah. 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 It was like kind of that picture of a broken marriage. Right. And, you know, things are broken and not working and it's like, okay, we need to, we need to fix this and how do we do it? And, you know, one, one method is for each couple to go to counseling separately. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that they need to work on themselves mm-hmm. and to get healed themselves and to figure out who they are themselves before they can come back together and really be the picture of what marriage is supposed to be like yeah. marriage. And so I do feel like God's kind of doing that with women and men right now mm-hmm. is calling them kind of separate for, for a while to work on what's the hurts that have, that have happened in mm-hmm. their own lives and, um, kind of in their their safe place or whatever that mm-hmm. looks like, where they can just be them and allow God to restore before we can come back together and really be a picture of what the church is supposed to be hmm. and working together. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, think that's, I, I sense that. That's really cool. And healing individually before healing together, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I really don't think you can, you know, work together when there's still something personally that you haven't allowed God to heal yet. Mm -hmm. 
Because um, even I remember at the Brave Conference, mm-hmm. for me, that was a really big weekend. God came and spoke to me specifically and said, mm. hey, we've got to deal with some things in your heart. Because I have places for you to go, mm. things for you to do, but we have to, you can't lead from a place of brokenness anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was ready at the time. I was yeah. argued with him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not now. This weekend's about songwriting and worship. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he, he knew that I needed mm. to have healing in my life before I could move into even what he had for me next. Mm. And before I could be the mom and the wife mm-hmm. and, you know, the worship leader and the songwriter I needed to be. So, yeah, I feel like it's definitely an intentional thing he's doing in us individually uh-huh. um, before we can be what we're supposed to be collectively. Yeah. And how do you think um, healing, how do you think healing comes um, in different ways when we're in community, even individually? I know you shared some of your story a little bit, but um, um, this morning. Well, I think, you know, in the community, you have the support that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's kind of a safety in that, mm-hmm. the area where I felt like yesterday, even in our, that was kind of, it was our third session and we'd been together a couple of times. And I know most of the ladies kind of know each other, but we'd, we'd kind of started to get to know each other a little bit to the point where I felt like yesterday some, some things were said or mentioned or, or needs mm-hmm. or prayer requests or, um, kind of a vulnerability that is needed for healing to come. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes you need those people where you can say perhaps what's just been in your mind and your heart and you haven't had, the courage or the bravery to say it yet. Mm-hmm. And you're allowed in that space to speak up and say, Hey, this is going on with me. Mm-hmm. Or, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then to have that community around you that just kind of comes around and, and says, Hey, that's, it's okay. Like, yeah, I feel that too sometimes. Yes. Or, you know, they're there to have a word like in that moment that God's already spoke to them. That's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like being in the right community, because sometimes you can be in the wrong community yeah, and it's not true community, but when you find true community, I feel like it gives you permission to be yourself. It does. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of like fake, com- fake community things. Yeah. And I think that keeps some of us ladies from joining things with other mm-hmm. women is because we've experienced things that are not real. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I remember years ago, like joining up for my first kind of like women's Bible study, mm-hmm. and my kids were little, and I was home a lot, and just really needed some fellowship, some mm-hmm. community, um, some friends. Yeah, and it was, um, you know, so I sign up, I get my books and all that, and we're going to rotate to each other's houses was kind of the plan, and so I go to the first house and. I'm like just coming from home with having little kids on me all day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just dressed like casual and walk into a home where everything was really formal. And like I was greeted by like the hair and makeup, you know, yes. <laughs> you know everything just so. And the china was on the table. Mm. And um, I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Where am I at? What's happening? Mm. Um, I thought we were going to like really have real conversation and it was very surface level and mm-hmm. kind of about appearances. 
and it was really off putting to me. And it was, mm. was kind of like that thing, like, Oh, this is not what it's not giving you permission. I, yeah. No, this is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to stick it out and see, you know, what it was going to turn into, you know, give it a chance. And so eventually it was going to be my turn to be at my house. And so, you know, like China's not something that we eat up at my house. Like that's, I've got it packed away in the, in the basement. Somewhere. Right. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy Chinette. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just going to greet them like how my day has been. Like I'm going to be in my mm-hmm. jeans and t-shirt and just welcome them into my home, how it is and how I am. Um, cause especially at that time, I was just really looking for something real mm-hmm. and that I could be myself and be accepted that way and mm-hmm. belong. And so, um, so yeah, they all showed up and I was just like, you know, come into the living room, just make yourself at home. And, um, we had, you know, snacks on our china and mm-hmm. it really felt like the atmosphere changed in that, that time. And people were actually like talking about real things and hmm. sharing with each other. And, and from that point on, things weren't as formal mm-hmm. anymore in the group, but, but it is, it's like, we're, we're looking just for like, Hey, I just want to be known and yeah. I want to be accepted Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have another thing in my life where I feel like I've got to be something mm-hmm. else or I have to um, make myself better or put on some sort of yes. airs just to be, you know, part of something. Well, and what I love about that story is that you took it on yourself to make the shift, you know? And I think a lot of times what happens is we complain um, about not being able to find our place or not being able to find a community like that. Mm-hmm. But we're not always willing to create it ourselves or be the one to foster that or nurture that. So I think that's a really important part of it because I'm thinking to myself, I'm sure there are ladies thinking right now, how do I find that? Mm-hmm. How do I find that? Yeah, well, that and, reminds me of you just saying, you know, what you felt God say to you is just be what you needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be the mentor you needed. So it's kind of like, be what you need. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've since that even in our our group in Ohio, it's just like, I, I felt alone when I started songwriting Mm. and now we have, you know, kind of a small group. Yeah. Right. Up there. And it was just be what you need and just find people who have a a like spirit and a like heart and say, Hey, pour into that relationship. Mm Mm-hmm develop that or, or change something. If it's not what you want it to be, try, try something different and just see what God will do through it. Yeah. The Lord brought to mind again for me. Um, it was a, a conversation that I was, I was speaking at one of these lunches around here. I think it was for kingdom songs or something Mm -hmm. for a group of women. And, um, I don't know, it came back up in my spirit during the middle of the night last night, but the talk was about, um, friendships. Mm -hmm. And it was about the Lord just gave me a picture of annuals versus perennials Mm -hmm. and how me personally, I want every relationship to be a perennial, you know, like perennials are flowers that come back year after year and they're hardy and you can count on them. Um, and that's how I want every friendship to be. But then the Lord was showing me there's a place and a purpose for the annuals, the ones that come for a season and then they're gone and they don't come back and they don't rebloom, but they add a lot of color, you know, for that season while they're there. And I think finding community sometimes takes being okay with 
those annual friendships. Um, and, and just being okay, you know, being okay to move on and say, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give up. I know there are perennial relationships out there. Um, like you're saying, if you don't find it immediately, it might take some looking, it might take some patience. And, you know, it's like, I think you've said before, nothing is ever wasted. Yeah. And so even those relationships that they're not going to last a long time. I mean, I think that's just life. Yes. I mean, Think of, you know, when you're a kid in elementary school, are you still friends with those people? Right. <laughs> you know, it's just part of part of life is just different seasons and different people are in those different yes. seasons. I think sometimes we cling to some of those things too long mm-hmm. when we feel like God is perhaps moving us on or yes. towards different things or even different locations. And we're unwilling because, well, this is this is my group and this has always been. Right. Um Whereas he's calling us to just have open hands yes, with what he's put in our lives, whether that's whatever it is, friendships or mm-hmm. jobs or whatever, and not to hold so tightly to the things around us because, you know, we need to allow him to put in and take out whatever. Yes. Yeah. That's hard. I think it especially like if you've really nurtured a relationship mm-hmm. and if you've invested a lot in a relationship. I know I've had relationships like that where I've invested so much because I thought, Oh, this is, you know, I mean, we should anyways, in general, just invest as much as we possibly can. But when you do, it's hard when you realize, Oh my goodness, this was an annual friendship. Yeah. And that is hard. Yeah. 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 But it's, um, it's kind of like the illustration of growing pains. Yeah. You know, so we continue to grow and mm-hmm. we continue to, to age and develop in life. And so our seasons are different. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean it's not painful at times to right. make those transitions and yeah. those new things. Well, and we talked about yesterday, community costs you something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth it. Yeah. But it costs you something and it's messy. You oh, know, yeah. it's never like completely clean and you know, free of any mm-hmm. issues or there's always going to be things that come up. And I think that's an expectation to have walking in, it is. but yeah. to know that really it's like the, the, um, passage. And I think it's, is it Colossians or Corinthians? I'm getting it mixed up. Probably Corinthians where it talks about the parts of the body, mm-hmm. um, and how basically, your part is significant, but what's more significant is what you're a part of. Right. And um, I really loved that passage this week and have been thinking about that a lot. But, but as it pertains to community, you know, keeping in mind um, that, that what is significant is building kingdom together, mm-hmm. um, having people side by side. And um, we yeah. did a... Just like almost... The idea of it's not about you mm-hmm. and it's about those around you. Um, I think one of the, one of the ladies shared yesterday too, just like it would be easier sometimes <laughs> you feel that way. You yes. feel like oh, it would be easier, it'd be quicker. Yeah. If I just did this myself, I could just, mm-hmm. you know, do this and I'd be where I want to be and whatever. Um, but it wouldn't look like the fullest picture of what it was supposed to if mm-hmm. we did without the community around us. Um, it's like our Lego illustration. <laughs> yeah. We played with Legos yesterday. <laughs> yes, we did. So we gave the girls, it ended up being, I think, five minutes 
to build their own little house. And um, there was a group that I put together thinking they'll build a bigger house, you know, together and that'll be part of the illustration. (laughs) But it didn't get quite as big as I thought it would. (laughs) It was wider. It was wider. Yes. But just to illustrate, like, you can build your own kingdom or we can work together building the same kingdom, basically. So build something that is lasting. Yeah. And it'll last beyond us. Yeah. Um, I need people who have that mindset and are thinking long-term, big picture. Yes. That, um, you know, I want the ladies coming behind me, mm-hmm. you know, like our daughters. Even, our daughters. Yeah. To have something to step into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to pave a way and clear, clear the way mm-hmm. and just make a way for them that, you know, maybe we haven't had, but we're willing to like forge the way for them. Yeah. Yes. And to build with community instead of building on our own, Mm -hmm. you know, like the whole thing. I think that's it. I think it is. It's for others and it's for the kingdom. And um, I I wonder sometimes that we don't think, um, I know we have kids mm -hmm. who realize the importance of, um, especially at minor preteen age. So it's yeah. really important to me that they have community. Mm-hmm. Like I see that need, like, and I know how serious it is as, as a mom, as a parent, like they need mm-hmm. to have community around them, yeah. Christian community, youth group, you know, whatever it is that I can provide. Mm-hmm. We want that for our kids, but then we don't seek it for ourselves and think that we can go it alone. Right. That's so true. Why do, you know, why do we do that? Where we have, the same needs, they're just on a different level. Hmm. We have the same need for that community in our lives. Hmm. So good. That's awesome. So go find a community or go create one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Challenge. Challenge to all you all out there. Well, um, I know we mentioned briefly yesterday, like just among the girls, some conversation when we're talking about community, the fact that sometimes they are scared to look for community or find community because they've dealt with hurts in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and as several of them have grown up in church too, and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately sometimes that's a place of a lot of hurt. And so there's those hurts and we don't want to put ourselves out there again because mm-hmm. we've just been hurt too badly. And so we isolate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but belonging is such a, it's like a, basic human need to Mm -hmm. belong Mm -hmm. and find a place where you feel like you can just be accepted and loved is so important to us. And so, um, it reminds me of, you know, my own history and my own past. Um, I have maternal grandparents that have never been part of my life. And so it's kind of an interesting factor there, but it was, because of my dad and his past and, you know, the color of his skin kind mm-hmm. of thing that my mom's parents just decided she would not be part of the family anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's talked to me since and looking back felt like they would come around. Like it wouldn't, it wasn't as serious as what it sounded like. Um, and that's been, you know, 36, 37 years ago. Wow. And so, you know, growing up, I didn't have them, but you know, sometimes as a kid, you don't, you don't realize. And I was a pastor's kid and we moved around a lot and we, um, 
and God always provided kind of adoptive grandparents mm-hmm. wherever we were at. You know, we, we had some sort of family unit from our church. Mm-hmm. But as I got older and started having my own family and my own kids, it just really kind of came back and started to really bother me that I didn't have this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I started feeling like I didn't belong. I just didn't belong. And so I decided to do something about it. Mm. And just kind of, I guess it's part of my nature is to just do do something about yeah. things. And I don't want to live life with regret. And I knew I needed to do what I could do on that end mm-hmm. um, to try and restore or repair. Mm-hmm. So, um, before it was too late because they're they're old they're in their late eighties now, hmm. but um so to the extent of the kids were little at this time so Noah and Maddie were still in their little car seats um in the car and I looked up their address online and found that they were only thirty minutes away from where I lived hmm. and we got in the car one day and I had prepared an envelope that had every piece of contact information pictures of my kids, all this stuff. And my goal was just to go to the door, give it to them and leave. Mm -hmm. It was my plan. So we drove 30 minutes away um, and got to the house and I just froze. Mm. I was like, I can't do this. And I was nervous. You know, I'd I'd heard stories of what it was like for my mom growing up in the atmosphere too. And, was afraid they would treat me the same. And just, it was kind of a, a nerve wracking thing to mm. even think about getting out of the door yeah. and walking up. And so, um, my husband, Bob just looked at me and he said, you can do this. And I was like, Oh, you know, just took a mm. deep breath and said, okay. And I got out and walked up to the door. And by the time I got there, um, was getting ready to knock and the door was already open, but just a screen door was there. Mm-hmm. And there was a little old lady standing there hmm. and I, fr- you know, I froze because I didn't expect it. And I was like, um, I said, hi. And I said, I just came to give you this. And I had my envelope in my hand and she still didn't say anything. And then I said, um, I'm Sheila's daughter. Hmm. And it was like, I'd said, you know, a magic password. You know how kids have a little magic password. Like, yes, no. yeah. <laughs> and she opened the door and, and stepped out and took the envelope. And the only thing I could say at the time was, can I give you a hug? Hmm. And we hugged and she said, I said, well, cause it was like that awkward moment of mm-hmm. silence for a minute. And I said, well, my family's waiting on me. And she said, can I see your kids? Hmm. And I said, sure. And I was so excited. Like, and so I was so excited and, um, you know, wanted to burst into tears. Like I'm trying not to do mm. right now, but wanted to just burst into tears. Um, and we went down to the car and the kids were asleep. And so she just kind of peered in the window at them and looked and talked about how beautiful Maddie's hair was. She had the most gorgeous curly black hair when she was mm. tiny, when she was little. And she met Bob and she knew his family because everybody knows Bob's family. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, she hugged me again and said, be a good girl hmm. and got in the car and we started to drive away. 
and that's, you know, when the tears came and hmm. I wondered, you know, should I have asked to see him, but I've been too scared. Hmm. And the only thing I could think of over and over was, um, her eyes. Hmm. They were the eyes of my mother. Wow. And, um, you know, I've never heard from them hmm. since that, that moment. And what it taught me so much in my life was I, you know, I needed that closure in my life. Yeah. But how great the importance of belonging was in hmm. knowing that you belonged somewhere and you were accepted for who you were. <laughs> and so I began to see the family around me that God had given me in my hmm. life. Um, at my church or just in the community that was around me that there was, there was family. Hmm. And, you know, for me, I try and it's a hard story to tell, hmm. but I want people to know to cherish the family they have around them. Mm -hmm. I want them to know that community does matter and mm -hmm. belonging matters in someone's life. Yes. And people carry great hurts hmm. inside their lives and they need to feel like they have a place they belong mm -hmm. and they need a place where they can just be accepted for who they are, um, encouraged, mm -hmm. cheered on mm -hmm. and supported. Mm -hmm. And God gives us family. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be by blood and it might not look like what you're expecting. And it, yes, most of the time doesn't mm -hmm. look like what we are expecting, but he will provide and always mm -hmm. provides for us the community that we need. If we're willing to step into it and accept that this is, this is for me and this is what I need mm -hmm. and to let our guard down and be vulnerable like that with each other. Mm -hmm. God will bless it. Mm. Well, thank you so much for even being vulnerable with us today because I have a feeling somebody needed to hear that story, you know? Yeah. And, um, like you said, belonging matters, community matters, mm -hmm. And and I believe it also gives you identity it does. individually mm -hmm. um, in ways that you could never find on your own by yourself. It does. And, um, and it's so important. In fact, I mean, we talked a little bit about this, but even God put the tribes of Israel together, you know, mm -hmm. he had his tribes. So we would just encourage you all today, find your tribe, find yes. your tribe. Find a community or create one. Or create one. Yeah. If you can't find one, create one. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. And um, and like you're saying, Amanda, look around you. Look at who's right at your feet. Mm -hmm. Who's right at your feet? That's most likely it. Yeah. And um, family comes in all shapes and sizes. It does. All colors. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's um, it's yeah, all the pray same. Pray for it. Pray for it. Ask yeah. God to to help you create it or to help you to open your eyes to see it around you, but he is a provider and will always provide what we need. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for sharing your heart today. Yeah, thanks for um, me. Where can they contact you or where can they see your blogs and that kind of thing? Um, probably just Facebook. Okay. Be the best place. Um, I have a personal website, mm -hmm. Um but I encourage people to go to, to braveworship.com mm -hmm. and our things on brave. Um, that's where I'm trying to pour my heart <laughs> into. And so if you, if you want to find me, you'll find me there. Yeah. Oh, well, we so appreciate all you do for our community and your community up in Ohio. 
Um, and just the impact that you're making as far as leadership for females, the example that you're setting, um, and the roads that you're paving. So we're thankful for you. So if you guys want to contact us, like she said, braveworship.com. You can also find us on Instagram at braveworship. And I'm trying to remember what else, because Mary Beth usually says it. And on Facebook. Facebook, Brave Worship page. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mary Beth will be with us next time. She is out leading somewhere else today. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship Conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.